morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Thursday, June 20th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by the Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports, Steve Wiltfong. Mr. Wiltfong, great to talk to you. Good morning, David. Good morning. It's been too long. Um, you're a fantasy baseball legend. You're a recruiting reporter legend, and it's, uh, it's great to talk to you. Um, I started a thread asking for Bucknutters to ask you questions, so we're going to start right at the top here. The first question comes from Front Money Rose. Mike 94 What's that? Front rowers. That's right. The front rowers. You got it. First question comes from Money Mike 94 He says, Steve, where do the big three running backs land, Evans, Milton, and Robinson? Zach Evans, I think, will end up going to Alabama or LSU. I think Milton's trending Georgia right now, and I think B. John Robinson will go to uh, Texas, Ohio State, or USC. And uh, um, right now, if I had to pick – for them all, I would go Milton to Georgia, Evans to Bama, um, and uh, Bijan Robinson. I would still maybe say Texas, but I think this Ohio State visit really moved the needle. He went to USC right after Ohio State. He's got Texas this weekend, so we'll see where the chips fall after seeing everybody back to back to back. But Bijan, uh, you guys know I've written uh, several times that I thought he was a personality at Ohio State. And uh, I think that he came on his visit and really fit in well with the players in the locker room and the coaches on the staff um, and came with some family and, and everybody enjoyed it. So we'll see um, we'll see where Ohio State shakes out here at the end. Next question comes from Hawk47. He says, Steve, is Mookie Cooper in or out? Mookie Cooper, the top 247 receiver uh, slash all-purpose back out of St. Louis. I kind of think he's in right now, Dave, just because – I think the two schools he's looking at the most right now, um, Illinois, where he has a lot of ties to that program. His, high, his old high school coach is now on the Illinois staff. He's got some teammates that uh, signed with Illinois, and he's got some guys from that community that have also signed with Illinois that he knows. So there's a, a comfort level there. But I also think that uh, those two programs are on opposite ends of the spectrum right now, and that Ohio State, the offense, Coach Brian Hartline and that relationship, the development at the position and the stage Ohio State plays on, very intriguing to him. If Illinois goes out this year and wins six games and gets to a bowl game, maybe Mookie Cooper goes to Illinois. I'm not sure that they can do that. Um, I like Ohio State right now in the long run for Mookie Cooper. That's good news for the Buckeyes right there. Um, Hawk47 has another question for you. Um, this is an interesting one. He wants, he wants to get your thoughts on with – Declining numbers in high school football, how the Big Ten powers will have sustainability. I guess he's presuming that, you know, teams like Ohio State really, you know, they love to recruit the state of Ohio, but there's declining numbers in in high school football. How do you see that affecting the Big Ten? I've never given it much thought. Um, I would say that uh, the the cream's always going to rise to the top in those sports. You know, there's there's less participation in baseball, too, but Major League Baseball seems to be as exciting as ever, in my opinion. I don't know. I I really don't know. Uh, Hawk 47 going deeper than I have ever thought. <laughs> I, I think that there will still be good high school football in the state of Ohio and and in the Jersey area and the DMV. And Ohio State's got a national recruiting brand. You look at their class, they have uh, arguably the best receiver out west in, in it, and G. Scott. They have uh, one of the best receivers in Texas in it. They go to Pennsylvania and get Julian Fleming. So they're all over. No doubt about it. Um, 
Another guy they're going after is uh, defensive lineman Jacoby Cohen. And WP Buckeye asks, Steve, Jacoby Cohen, defensive line recruit from North Carolina, has had his recruiting rankings drop nearly 300 spots since the first ranking, 285 spots in February. Another site has him fifth at his position. 24-7 Sports has him 34th. Do you have a feel where he should be ranked and an explanation for the wild swings in his rankings? I know you love questions like this. Yeah, I love it. Uh, we we like Jacoby Cohen too um, at twenty four seven Sports um, because we have him thirty fourth is what it says here. So uh, I know he's in that range. Thirty um, fourth out of a million kids that play that position in high school football, uh, we like Jacoby Cohen a lot. We obviously don't like him as much as some of our peers. I hope that he. Uh, proves us wrong in the end, but I do like where we have him ranked. I think that there's still a lot of development to be done there. Uh, um, when you compare him to some of the guys we have ranked higher, I think we like the ceilings of, of, of those guys more so than Jacoby, but that doesn't mean that we don't think Jacoby isn't worthy of the offers he has because we do. Next question comes from RX Rushman. He says, Steve, nationally, where does Ohio State rank as a recruiting power without Urban Meyer, and what are the chances we have found our Lincoln Riley and Ryan Day? Well, so far, so good, right? Uh, you look at this Ohio State class, it's in the top ten, and, and it's going into a, a massive recruiting weekend where um, you imagine this class is going to get better. Clark Phillips is announcing his college decision on Friday. Uh, the 24-7 sports number three cornerback. He's another young man from California. The 24-7 sports crystal ball says Buckeyes for him going into that decision. There's a lot of blue chippers still looking at Ohio State. I, I think the expectation and the standard is still the same uh, under Ryan Day. Um, and uh, so my questions are answered. Um, I wasn't going to um, – I was, I was, it was going to take some time for me to see how Coach Day uh, – fared uh, it wasn't he certainly was he certainly wasn't cheating it i mean he was i mean he works his ass off to get to know these young men um and, and really does a good job of building uh really good relationships with the house state's top targets and it's and it's showing so far this cycle uh, i mean you look at the julian fleming recruitment um as a great example that he, he's a young man that uh, could have went anywhere he wanted and at one point clemson led and ohio state uh gets him back to campus. He has a great visit, and a couple months later he's in the fold. So I think Ryan Day showed a lot of recruiting shops. I think that Ohio State is recruiting as well. There's five programs recruiting better than everybody this cycle, and Ohio State's one of them. And and so I I certainly like what the Buckeyes are doing. It's hard not to like what Ryan Day is doing and his staff, as you mentioned with Brian Hartline. It's just I've been very impressed. Um, It's great to hear your perspective on it because I'm so close to it. It's great to hear his thoughts coming. And Ohio State recruited – Ohio State did a good job recruiting receivers before Brian Hartline, too. Um, and, and so you look at Ryan Day has, has helped keep keep this standard the same. Ohio State was always recruiting at a high level, and, and there was worry that maybe there was going to be a drop-off. There hasn't been. Next question comes from AC Eagle. He says, Steve, what triggered the University of Washington to finally offer Gee Scott Jr.? Hopefully no rumblings of a renewed mutual interest sparking it. What are your thoughts? I have no clue. Um, Washington's a, a program that's hard to pass judgment on because they've been so successful, and I think that they're still on their trajectory up at Washington. I think that they still haven't tapped into their ceiling as a program. Um, but for whatever reason, they didn't offer G. Scott. Um, G. Scott's one of the more dominant players I've seen in a camp setting this cycle, regardless of position. 
and, and certainly been the most dominant receiver I've seen in a camp setting. Um, and, and so he looks like a no-brainer to me. I think that he's solid to Ohio State. I haven't, I haven't heard different. I should probably pronounce his name right. G. Scott, not not like Gordon G. Scott. I was calling him G. Scott. G. Scott. Okay, I got I to gotta get the pronunciations pronunciations right. I got to pronounce pronunciations right. Uh, next question comes from Buckeye Mark 1997. He says, Steve, what was your personal opinion on Justin Fields coming out in high school in comparison to Trevor Lawrence and his other peers? Thank you. Well, there's actually a video of me debating with uh, our director of scouting, Barton Simmons, after the opening finals where Justin Fields had the best quarterback performance I had ever seen. And and, uh, we, for a moment in time, flipped Fields and made Fields number one and Lawrence number two. I was on the Lawrence side that – and this argument has not been settled, by the way. I mean, Fields hasn't started yet. and, and so there's still time to go. So anyone crowning Lawrence the number one pick in the NFL draft over Fields, uh, and, and they may be right as well, but I'm just saying it hasn't been settled. But I argued for Fields, or I mean, excuse me, I argued for Lawrence. His body of work in high school football was terrific going into their senior years, and uh, he had another uh, strong campaign uh, in his final year, uh, set all kinds of Peach State records. Um, obviously Lawrence's ability when he under when you put Lawrence in a situation where he understands exactly what you're trying to execute, he does it with guys that he's comfortable playing with. He, he's outstanding. And, and sometimes when you get into these camp settings um, and you're playing seven on seven, maybe your receivers aren't as good as the other team's receivers, or, or maybe you're just not in sync with those guys, or maybe the playbook is not, something that you're completely comfortable with um and or, or for whatever reason i don't know fields looked better than lawrence at the opening finals in oregon uh, but through one year of college football i mean hell lawrence i mean lawrence looks like the number one pick in the nfl draft right now uh, but i gave the slight edge to lawrence but that that is a debate that will continue and justin fields is about to play for a powerhouse program in ohio state where he's going to have a lot of a lot of talent around him uh, a terrific running back, an outstanding receiver room, and, and an off, uh, a good offensive line, and Ryan Day, who's one hell of a play caller. So uh, we'll see what Justin Fields does with his opportunity to take every snap this fall. A couple more questions, we'll get you out of here. One on wide receivers and one on running back recruiting. Um, next question comes well, from still, no, I, I, I want to I address this question by Peebles Buck in the thread. Okay, there. go ahead, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, he asked, why did Grant Tutant drop so much immediately after he flipped from Penn State to Ohio State? Um, sometimes our readers get confused by the composite and the 24-7 sports rankings. So the composite is a mix of rival scout and ESPN, and uh, 24-7 sports ranking is stands alone. We didn't touch Grant Tutant. We have him higher than the industry. We have him as a four-star. Uh, he's got outstanding feet. It's a really good pickup for Ohio State. Uh, on the flip side, where we don't have Jacoby Cowan as high as our peers, our peers don't have Grant Tutan as high as us, and, and and we like Grant Tutan. We did not drop him. I think Rivals did a rankings update, and and Grant Tutan, uh, and, and again, it's not like they think he sucks either. They have him ranked uh, in the grand scheme of things very high. They just don't have him as high as us. Thank you for explaining that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, next question comes from Noah Buckeye. He wants to know: Does Ohio State take five wide receivers in this class? Well, I think they, it's a big need for them this cycle, and they definitely take four. Um, I don't know if they take five. Uh, Ryan Day gets paid the big bucks now to decide that. 
I think the fifth would decide on depend on who the fifth is, right? And and if they think he's a he's a, a game changer. But I think if you with the three you have, I think all three of those are instant impact type players, and they're going to need them to be after what they lost last year and what they're going to lose uh, this year. Um, and so the standard remains like you know how we talk about Ryan Day keeping the standard. Brian Hartline keeping the standard of what has been recruited in that receiver room before him um, because those are some really good players over the last couple of years. Um, I think that they could take five depending on who the fifth would be. We still haven't completely settled in on the fourth, um, and, and so it would be hard to even speculate on if they would take five, but Ohio State typically doesn't turn away great players, so we'll see who it is, and a lot of great players are interested. Final question for you is about running back recruiting. This comes from P. Counts. P. Counts asks, if the Buckeyes miss out on Milton, Evans, Robinson, and Trey Annum, which looks entirely possible in his opinion, who do they push hard for? How solid is Marshawn Lloyd and his commitment to the University of South Carolina? Well, I hadn't heard that he's looking to flip. He's made several visits to South Carolina, and, and so the Gamecocks, I mean, the Gamecocks beat some good programs. Uh, Georgia, I mean, Georgia would have took Marshawn Lloyd. Uh, so it's not like he just backed it. It's not like South Carolina backed into that, that recruitment. Um, so he looks solid to South Carolina to me right now. The Gamecocks have the number 10 class in the country right now. So there's a lot of energy around Columbia. Um, I think Lawrence Toa Philly, who's a different style back, regardless of, the, of if they land B. John Robinson, Kendall Bilton, or, or Zach Evans, uh, Lawrence Toa Philly is a guy that they want to have and he's visiting this weekend, and I think Ohio State's in a good spot for him. Blake Corum's a four-star running back out of St. Francis that can really run, that also visited last weekend that Ohio State's in a good spot for. Uh, um, Tank Bigsby's a guy that has mentioned Ohio State to me a couple times, although I don't, I'm not sure how realistic that is. I see him in the SEC as well. Um, I don't know, maybe even a Mayan Williams from in-state moves up the board uh, for Ohio State. I, I like Mayan Williams on tape. Uh, from his junior year, and, and, and so it's always hard to it's always hard to speculate Plan Bs because Ohio State's so in on their Plan As, and they normally land Plan A target. EJ Smith from Dallas Jesuit is a guy that uh, I could see Ohio State having a great shot of landing if they push for him as well. Great insights, man! I really appreciate you taking time and answering the questions from the people. It's just been uh, it's been good catching up with you, Steve. David, take care. See you all on the front row. And, and uh, big weekend. Uh, Bill Kierlick will be burning up the phone lines. Bill Bank Green, I'll be chiming in as well. So look forward to being on Bucknuts a lot this weekend. That's right. And today is the 24-7 Sports Takeover on Bucknuts, so it's going to be great. It's a huge recruiting weekend, as you mentioned, Steve. Hey, thanks again, Steve. I really appreciate it. Take care, y'all. Bye-bye. And thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning in to the show. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best in band in the land. Thank you.